Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. Hi, I'm Mainstream Mike. You're, I think uh, your new one was Cuck Mike. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good description. We are missing Anthony. Anthony got married yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations. He could not be here, but uh, maybe we'll hear from him. Uh, maybe, maybe we won't. Not he may have something better to do. <laughs> I'm thinking. So uh, this week we want. Oh well, actually, before we talk about that, let's talk about somebody who commented on our Funhouse post, Mike. Yeah, the uh, the screenwriter of Funhouse, Mr. Larry Block. You can find him at Larry Block Screenwriter on Instagram, and he left a very interesting comment. At least for me, on my side of the fence. And what was that? He said that, you know, maybe he'd have some more favorite scenes <clears throat> if you saw the Blu-ray. <laughs> Meaning that, being that you watch the tape, you can see anything. I don't. I like what the a, tape. I like the grittiness of the tape. What an amazing concept! You can see the movie, just like this movie that we watched this week. Well, you're watching it on tape right now. You know what I hate from from Jump? Not even that it's you know, obviously it's not Blu-ray. Blu-ray quality, just it's not widescreen. That bothers you? Yeah. After want, after after watching it in widescreen all, all to, week. Do you want me to put it in? No, 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 no. I have a widescreen version. No, no, no. It's fine. No, no. This is fine, but just like different. Yeah, yeah. I got you. But it's it's it adds to the uh, the ambiance of the film. Yeah. If you don't if you like you don't if you don't like seeing things if you like a bad aspect ratio. Yeah, I don't think yeah, it's that it bad. It's, it's it's pretty bad. You think so? Uh, it's a, not the worst we've seen. Maybe I'm just a Blu-ray snob. No, it definitely isn't the worst. We've definitely seen some really terrible ones, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Why did I yeah, say that yeah. so weird? For sure. I don't know. For sure. <laughs> People say we- weird words sometimes. I, I just sound weird altogether, so yeah, I-, well, I can't comment on that. Hey, man, what can you do? Nothing. So this week we... You're uh, stuck with what you stuck with. Yeah, we watched Halloween 2 from 1981, released. Mike, can you say it off the top of your head? October 21st? 30th, uh, 1981. I mean, almost, almost. Directed by Rick Rosenthal. And uh, his most notable thing for us? Well, f- well for me, he uh, also directed uh, Wasp, Love Machine. Yeah, that's the most notable thing for us. <laughs> I mean, he worked with um, John Carpenter and Blackie Lawless. Blackie Lawless, it's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, what a... What a what, what, a, a, what a combination yeah, yeah, of yeah. people. So this was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Mike, they uh, didn't even want to do this movie. No, a lot of a lot of drinking involved in the screenplay writing process. Yeah, he said he didn't even know what he was doing. Nah, he was literally sued into doing the movie. Well, they wanted what? He wanted to do The Fog. 
I, th- I think the deal was he was going to do The Fog and a, f- a few other projects, and he signed with a different company. And the producer of this, I believe his name is Urban Eubanks. Yeah, Blondes. You Blondes. Excuse me. Urban Eubanks. I, I can't even speak. Urban Eubanks. <laughs> you Blondes. He was like, well, you know. He is that, like, is you that can, like two Utes? Yeah, yeah, the two Utes. Yeah, <laughs> trying my best. So Urban, we'll use the first name, being that that didn't work out. He was like, well, you know, fuck it. I'm going to sue you into submission unless you do Halloween, too. And he's like, all right. Successfully sued into submission. Which he did. But, I mean, he, he agreed to do the movie. But, you know, he hates on the movie hard. And I think a lot of Carpenter fanboys, because John hates on it. They hate on it, They too. hate on it, too. I love this film. This one's awesome. This is the best one. This is the best sequel of the series. This was made on a budget of $2.5 million. And it made about $25.5 million gross in the U.S. Not bad. No, it did real well. Yeah, yeah, it's made a lot of money. And this was the this is the heyday year of the slasher film. Yeah, yeah, we've gone so right, over right nauseum. Yes, right in the thick of it. Yeah, this this one's pretty cool. If only you uh, got to see him like decapitate somebody with a, uh, I don't know, what the fuck is he like? <laughs> what do you want to see him decapitate? I don't want know. To see after the do? shit I've been watching this week, yeah, this was well, the tamest of everything. Well, I, well, you you're watching some weird shit though. Video violence part two. Yeah, like I said, you're watching some <laughs> slime city because we were yeah. mentioning it. You're watching it some, you know, very um, outside the box viewing for you. <laughs> so uh, the music was done by John Carpenter and Alan uh, Howarth. This right? is my That's favorite. It's my favorite and, score of the series. Uh, they basically took pieces from part one right and just like redid them with different instruments different synthesizers uh-huh this is more my... more it sounds more synth like more 80s it's very more 80s and it's my favorite of the series mine too wise. mine too i enjoy this one a lot actually which a lot of people would be shocked about because everybody loves 78 but well i prefer this one you think so? Soundtrack wise, I prefer this one. Yes. I think everybody just knows. They don't know the difference. I think that's a lot well, of. The, I think people know. I mean, it's noticeable. This was uh, unless, sh- you're, unless you're an idiot. This was shot at Morningside Hospital in L.A. and Pasadena Community Hospital in Pasadena, California. It's a real hospital. Real hospitals. Wow. I love the shots in the hospital. No, so do I. We'll get into that, but uh, it's just unfortunate that. That's not unfortunate, but people can't... It is a movie after all. You have to have some disbelief that the hospital could be a little deserted. It's an awesome setting. Well, yeah. Well, you know, they... You've never been in a hospital that was like that, ever. There's always tons of people. You're waiting in the middle of the night to get a bed. No, it's always... Yeah, but that's what I mean. But again, being a movie, you got to have a little bit of a sense of disbelief. Yeah, of course. Just go with it. Well, that's why I'm able to watch these like shot-on-video movies. I'm very good at just... Going with the flow. Well, hey, it's like me watching wrestling. I can, I can shut my brain off, and I'm watching it. Yeah, doing yeah, it. I agree. You yeah. want some mayonnaise on the sandwich? Yeah, you want some mayonnaise on the sandwich? <laughs> uh, so Dick Warlock played Michael Myers in this. Mike, the best Michael Myers? It's my favorite betrayal, but you're not going to say it's the best one. The best one, everybody goes with Nick Castle, is the best one. I, I like I like this one because I think this one's more sadistic. I think he's a little bit more fucked up after he gets shot. I like the look of this one, too. The mask is slightly different, right, from the age of being in... Uh, well, the mask is all really aged. It looks filthy. Yeah, it's like from Deborah Hill's, like, smoking fucking yeah. six packs of cigarettes a day, right? You know, smoking six packs a day in the office. Um, 
the coveralls have the bullet holes with the blood. Like it's really cool. Yeah. See, see, those are details you don't see on the tape. That's why. It, that's why the Blu-ray I feel is always going to be superior to the VHS. I don't know, man. If you were around then when this came out, this is how you'd be watching it. But how would it look in the movie theater? It would look how we've been seeing these movies it in 35 like, millimeter. It, it would look like this. Like it ain't looking like a Blu-ray. But but it would look like this. It would look obviously better than this, but okay. not by much. Okay. Okay. You know, it's a bigger. It's a you know photography and video. No, I know, but it's just like I don't know. Just those Blu-rays, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Hey, big fan. What is it? Scream Factory sponsor us so I can get Blu-rays to watch. Because I'm not convinced. Yeah, I love your packaging. Send me. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced, so send me. I'll, I'll be a, I'll be a very big supporter. Yeah, we're, we're willing to. Uh, we're, I want to I be a part of your we team. We want to sell out immediately. Yeah. I'm, we're I'm, looking to sell out. I'm the first one to sell out. Unless yes. it's unless you're sending us three from hell. Please don't send me that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mamma mia. As uh, Lucio Fulci would say, mamma mia. Oh, oh <laughs> don't, be, don't be like that. Um, before we get into the movie... Mike, what do you think about like other part twos of these big franchises? I feel easily of the big franchises, this is the best sequel. So we're talking about like Friday the 13th, Halloween, well, that's what we're speaking about, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, Child's Play, Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw, yep, Phantasm. Yeah. That'll always be my, my pick. I feel this is the best of them because yeah. I like the fact that it's the Actually, same. Actually, Phantasm doesn't fit in this. It's not a slasher. It's still, but it's still, nah. a, sequ- it's still a sequel to a bigger movie. Yeah, but that R.I. Right, is better than Empire Strikes Back. Well, well that's okay. Well, it's, not that, <laughs> it's, it's not that different galaxy. Ooh, I tied it in. It's not that big of a difference. But this sequel I like a lot, really, because it literally takes place the same night. I do enjoy I, that. I like that, and I feel of the series... Nightmare 2. Best one. I don't know if it's the best one, but it's a very... We came to the conclusion it's the most underrated Nightmare on Elm Street film, and it is my favorite. It does, Besides part one, obviously. It does not have the same feel as part one. Let's put it that way. No, it's meaner. But Sadistic. Me- but meaning that it doesn't have like the same look. Like What I love with this captures, like for all the hate this gets, like this looks because it's the same, it's the same DP. It's Dean Cudney. This looks like part one. Like you could watch these back to back, and it, and and it, it looks it, like the same. You could cut it together, and it, it looks, looks like this, the same yeah. movie because it. it well, t- they even were shooting parts for the television version of one while they were filming this. this, so it's close enough. That's why I have a big appreciation for this part because it does feel that way. Even um, even Friday too. Like like you can say Friday two feels like Friday one, but Friday two is just more of a carbon copy with a with a yeah. different killer. You were saying on the, the same way. Speaking of copies, the television copy you said is oh. has what? Uh, Bud alive at the end? No, not Bud. Um, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy is alive. Jimmy at the is end. alive, and 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 this version the. You know, ambiguous the, the real version yeah you don't know if he's alive or dead you can choose I'd like, I'd like to think he's dead yeah me too slipping on the blood hit your head concussed go to the car die yeah alright so <laughs> uh, what do you think Mike I'll hit the trailer and uh, we'll get into this movie or what do you think yeah you can do that you can hit that trailer <laughs> 
I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? Nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason, that wasn't even remotely human. <laughs> Some kind of a joke. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. <laughs> Janet, go tell Mr. Garrett we're having trouble with the phones. There is no place to hide. He will always find you. What's this? It's a Celtic word. It means the Lord of the Dead. trailer man jesus christ <laughs> yeah you're if, still in that pocket where they didn't perfect it if if well wait you still think that they didn't perfect it not by that year no i like that trailer i don't it's know it gets long. me hyped up man it's so long it's not that long it gives away so much it's not it. like the ones from the 70s that are like four minutes long oh that give you the whole the whole whole movie yeah you don't even have to see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is saw the trailer yeah, knew everything. So Halloween 2, Mike, why don't, before we start, you give us a little bit of a synopsis of this one. I don't even think you had to write it down. No, I feel I feel really the trailer says it all. It's really the more of the night he came home. We pick up the night of Michael's been shot out the window by Dr. Samuel Loomis. He just gets up and walks away. Lori's taken to the hospital. And Michael surely finds his way over there to have a little bit of a family reunion. <laughs> I like that. And that's how we're going to look at it. <laughs> so, a, uh, you think this was a much anticipated sequel to Halloween at the time? Or do you think like that the years that passed, people already kind of forgot about it? No, this was this was a huge deal. It was? <clears throat> yeah. Do you know that for a fact or are you just saying no, that? No, it definitely was a huge deal. Did yeah, no, I know that for a fact because this was the this was really the one that started it at all. This was it was open to a sequel the way they ended it, even though Carpenter didn't intend that the way it ends. It, yeah, know, well, they wanted to do like a, yeah, the sequel. an anthology, which they were forced to do this one, and then they came back with three, which was completely different, and then they came back to Michael. Well, you see, you, you know what I feel? I feel? I feel it's all bullshit posturing by Carpenter because he didn't want to do 
a sequel to this movie, meaning the 78 one, because how can you do a sequel to that movie? That, mo- that movie, when you look at it, it's really a, it's a genius movie. The movie's a work of art. Yeah. Well, how, how are you going to top that? He, he knew he couldn't top it, so why? I think he made an equally good movie here. Not not in his point of view, and but if you look at the movie, if you do compare them though, like Halloween, like is seventy eight one is like you know it's it's it really it's a genius movie. It's like a it's like a piece of it's, art, it's, it's a piece a of history, spooky almost. piece of history. No, it's not spooky that. It's boy just piece of history. spooky boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is I I prefer the eighty one though myself personally because it's more of a slasher. It actually, if you think about it. It may be the only true slasher of the series in, in this franchise. Of the Halloween series? Uh, where he's, just killing, where he's just killing people? Yeah, mean-spirited slasher. Yeah, I can agree with that. the only one. I could agree with that, actually. So that that's why I feel it's the... That's why it's my favorite one. Do you... But I also... I'm, I don't think I'm stupid enough that if you compare 81 to 78, besides my preference, 78 is a really perfectly crafted No, 78 is obviously a good film, but I think uh, this one is just, to me, I enjoy watching it more. Me too. And plus, also in this one, this is a lot of where the, the wild, crazy bullshit subtext and subplots start. Yeah, the like, whole Ben Tramer thing, right? <laughs> well, you know, you know from the beginning that it's going to be fucking insane because Luma shoots Michael, right? He runs away. Well, Michael runs away. Well, he doesn't run away. He walks away. And uh, what do we get? Loomis running to the front of the house, and he's, like, telling the neighbor to call the police, right? Yeah, Loomis comes out of the house, and he he, he bends over where he sees the imprint of Michael's body. And he sees the blood on his hand, and he looks up, and he's, like, you see on his face, like, he's starting to mentally break. <laughs> and then wait. the neighbor comes out, and the neighbor's asking what's going Be- on. He's just yelling. Oh, wait, wait. I have it right here for us, Mike. We, uh, we're well, that's gonna, right. We're, we're improving right. our uh, yeah. our experience for you. Yeah, you're like the Jeffersons. You're moving on up. <laughs> Call the police. Tell the sheriff <laughs> I shot him. Who? Tell him he's still on the loose. <laughs> Is this some kind of joke? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that line, dude. That line's so funny to me. he says it, he's stumbling away. <laughs> because from the, the perspective of the Loomis character, he's now like, like this is it. Like, he's snapped. Like, yeah, no, Loomis like is he's always, off the deep end he's at a, this he's point. A, he's, always had a, he's always had a kind of like an idea of what was going on with this guy. And then he finally gets or he shoots him and he gets up and he's gone and it, it like validates his thoughts and that really mentally breaks him well he's he's like he's, which i can relate to i can relate to that's like a situation like that where it's like you think something's going on no nobody maybe believe you it's going on and then it is going on and you're like oh man you're like what the fuck wow you're getting deep here mike yeah, you, you're just like you're like holy shit but it's just this is what that's what that character goes through though and then and then it gets even better for him when he starts getting blamed for it. Do you, wait, do you want me to That's do you right. want me to play that part right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, this is great. This, yeah, this, 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 this is like awesome. okay. So set up the scene. Well, the scene is they just discover that. Um, oh, by the way, we're gonna spoil the movie. Yeah, in case you guys haven't movie's seen it. movie's old as fuck. Go which, see, you should have seen it. Which, you know, I, I mean, think you've listened to this podcast, you've seen the movie. If you <laughs> haven't, well, now you have based on this conversation. Um. The premise of this is is that the sheriff just finds out that his daughter Annie has been killed, 
And they, we get a reprise, right? She came back yeah, to she, play herself on the stretcher. To play herself, even though you see a blink. That's okay, though. <laughs> but she comes back, and, you know, we, we, we show up at the house, and the, the sheriff sees her, sees her unfortunate uh, throat slit. He puts the sheet back over her face, and then... And, and we get we get this we get touching scene. We get an interesting scene. little conversation here. I uh, have to... Uh... Go and tell my wife before somebody else does Go on home, Lee. Go on home. I'll take care of everything. Damn you. Sorry. What have you done? <laughs> I haven't done anything. You let him out! <laughs> I didn't let him out. I, I didn't do anything. To be restrained. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Yeah, They're coming after what, him. This is what I mean, the, how crazy this character must be going, because... He see all they wanted to do with this guy was, and then when it happens, they're blaming him. Yeah, well, think that's just that's that. the way the cookie crumbles, Mike. Dude, think about that. So think how great that is. What do you think about the supporting cast of this film? Um, Lori doesn't have her friends in this one. She does make a friend, Jimmy, at the hospital, right? She does. Yeah, he, he was what uh, a couple years older than her. Uh huh. I think that's the story here. Um, other than that, it's all nurses and uh, cops, right? And Loomis. Yeah, you see, another thing, too, a lot of a lot of people hate on Jamie Lee's performance that she's in bed most of the time, which she is, but I feel she does, like, a good job of playing what she's supposed to be going through. You think so? Yeah, like, I don't think, like, you can necessarily say she's, she's wasted in doing it, but, I mean, she was just a victim of that attack. I mean, she's all fucked up on drugs, but what do you want her to be doing? No, I agree. I don't, I don't really feel as terrible as people make it out to be. <laughs> um, because people are haters. Because Carpenter hates on it. They got to hate on it. Do you like Bud? Yeah, Bud's fun. Bud's like Axel, right? From part uh, part oh, three? Four? Yeah, four. From the final chapter, yeah. From the final chapter? It's like the same character. Bud is also in the John Travolta, John Gotti movie. For real? For real. Leo Rossi. No yeah. way. Yeah, he's really in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I was very. I, I saw him on there. I was like, "Wow, he's doing it." Like, but <laughs> what would you, you think about everybody else? Casted well, acted well. Yeah, I, I think all the. I think the nurses are likable. I, I like. I like Karen. I think she's good. I like. Um, Janet gets the best death in the movie. Yeah, it's up there. Janet. Janet is good. I like. Um, Jill, I think no, I think the cast is good. I, I don't, no issues with the cast at all. Uh, so this one really is more of a slasher compared to the first film, right? It's a total slasher movie. The first one is like a suspense film, right? Like a, a thriller suspense, supernatural. Yeah, well, this one it becomes very supernatural. But you consider it, it's a slasher. Yes, it's but a slasher movie. Uh, Michael gets shot what, like fifteen times in this movie, and he doesn't die. You think it's like 18. It's something crazy. Yeah, he doesn't die. He so. just keeps getting pumped full of lead. That thorn cult keeping him alive. Nah, man. Keeping him alive? Yeah, the, yeah. Running through his brain. Look, yeah, running yeah. Through it's his contagious. Veins. Word salad. We got a big bowl of it over here. Running through his veins, brother. <laughs> yeah. I could feel the thorn cult in your eyes. Yeah, I can see it in oh, your see eyes. It. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, what are some of the uh, highlight parts of this movie? What are some things that you would say are the uh, the winners of the scene awards? <laughs> well, before I get into that, I just want to say I feel 
I feel it's again they made such a stupid decision with this new one to omit this movie because I mean what is his connection to Laurie without this movie without the subplot that they're just, well they didn't have any way to connect them anyway no no that was actually the way to get him to the uh, hospital yeah they I, had no way to to connect it so they had him bump into the uh, kid that we just saw with no, the cowboy hat on yeah no i get that but like well why why is it so bad that they're related like why is that so frowned upon? i don't know why people hate on that why is it such a bad thing seriously is it because it ruins the 78 one because he's just on an entity of evil that just hunted the first thing he saw is that why yeah but why is that such a big deal uh people obviously think it's a big deal i don't think it's a big yeah deal. but like that makes him like an entity of evil because he just fucking saw the girl and he saw multiple people before her but he went after her the most he was stalking her yeah but that like you, you're just trying to like you know change the narrative to fit your fucking hey your I'm, just, I'm just telling you what's going on i ain't agreeing I'm so just, mike what's I'm some just, good I'm shit from this movie you. compared to the first one well I really like right away for me it starts when right after the opening credits which I love once it turns into the uh, skull I think that's really cool it really it really sets the tone that's gonna be a darker film it's a very very uh, different <laughs> uh, jack-o'-lantern yeah very uh, different thing very very that's that's one thing I gotta give them they always nail the title sequence every least- one every one of these movies has a good one even part four that's different it's totally off the cuff one it feels more like an autumn one but i like them but anyway back to this movie i really like right when the movie starts after the credits when he's just when michael's just prowling around and you know he's injured and he's just like 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 slumming and then he sees loomis and he's gotta hide and he's just walking through this neighborhood i mean it's just so well it goes into mrs elrod's house right even yeah but even when i saw it initially as a kid it's like just so creepy to think like that this fucking guy who just killed people is just like just like walking around and he's just fucking sneaking and he sneaks into the elrod house steals the knife which is my favorite shot of the film is when michael's watching the tv report He's in the background. You have Mrs. Elrod in the middle ground, and then you know, totally up front. Well, that that TV report is actually really cool because yeah, TV it's... reports awesome. See, I, I love in this movie the TV reports and the radio reports because they they create such a cause, especially in a small town. They create such a cause of panic. Yeah, wait, I have that... everybody is panic. I have that broadcast right here for you. This is a WWAR special bullet. WWF. Made the grisly discovery of three bodies in the upstairs bedrooms of this house. It appears that the murders took place sometime early this evening. Authorities have confirmed that all three of the victims are teenagers, two girls and a boy. Police are searching the entire area for a mental patient who escaped last night from the Smiths Groveborn County Sanitarium. He it's a different shot there. That's why this it sounds Robert different. <laughs> well, well, it cuts to the TV. Yeah. And then Night of the Living Dead comes back on. <laughs> Can you imagine like being like you're just in a, in a small well, town? I live in a town like Haddonfield. No, but I, but I'm saying like you know, you know we're still like a part of like New York City. Like I'm I'm saying like you live like in a midwestern town where nothing of that sort happens, and you're just sitting down to watch a movie, and a special report kicks in that three people just got killed two down two two blocks down from where you're at. Yeah, well, we get the phone call. And she's then, like, "Jesus Christ!" And then, that's catch, down the the block guy, from and then me. catch the guy. Yeah, it's 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 like fucking like. As a kid, I always thought that was like creepy as fuck. That's like. Isn't there one also though that they say that they that they killed them? 
Well, there's later a, on. There's a there's a after already it starts pre uh, pre our election cycle. Already it started with this movie when they made the report after Ben Tramer's demise that they reported that we'll Michael Myers that burned. It. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna save that. the best for last. But we got it. To, they said Michael Myers burned to death, so there was already fake news. Fake news existed in Halloween too. <laughs> Because he did not burn to death. All right, well, he did Donald. later on. He did. All right, later Donald. On. No, no, no. I'm no, something like that. I'm just saying it did exist. <laughs> but uh, we get a different kind of Loomis in this movie. Like you were saying, he's more unhinged, right? Well, he snapped. Yeah, he's completely like engulfed by this Michael Myers thing. Yeah, because it's everything he thought it was, and it's like now, well, what do you do? The one hard thing that you have to do is remember that it is the same night. So none of these cops are like completely informed on what's going on yet. No, and not only that, it's just like I said, what is there to do now to this guy after you shot him like this and he's still coming after you? What are you supposed to do? Well, we you also lose your sheriff, right? Because well, his he, daughter's dead, so he's going. Yeah, but home. he wasn't really helping anyway. He kind of, he kind of, like I always got the vibe from Bracket that he was just kind of tolerating Loomis. Like I don't necessarily think he believed him. What about Hunt? Who Hunt takes did. over? Hunt did. Hunt, Hunt, well, Hunt he saw him. That's why, right? He, he saw it firsthand. Well, he saw the he saw what the guy did, and he knew, and he was smart enough to know Loomis knew him the best. I like how they uh, like that scene of him. Like asking Loomis, like, was there anything else I can do for you now? Yeah, just totally sarcastic after that. Yeah, like well, it, obviously he's gonna be. You know, people are because people are gonna associate Loomis with Michael, unfortunately. But Hunt is still smart enough to listen and come to reason that Loomis didn't do anything wrong in, in that regard, and that he's got to help. But no, Loomis' character here definitely goes nuts, especially, especially you know. With that whole Ben Tramer situation, which yeah. is just a, a highlight of film for me in general, not just a series <laughs> of film. Do you want to get into the Ben Tramer thing now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's play this part first, and then we'll talk about it. Or you can talk about it as it's going on, because it is... I laugh about it. So, in the first movie, Lori's being asked about a boy she likes, and his name is Ben Tramer. And here, let's set up the scene, Mike. Well, Ben Tramer is stumbling home drunk from a night of, I'm assuming, a party or trick-or-treating or both based on his bag. and He got, got a, a trick. He, he, he certainly got, didn't get a treat. He didn't get a treat. He got tricked. Stop! Stop! So, (laughs) this cop just destroyed a kid in a costume with a cop car. Yeah. Crashed directly into a paramedic. And at the same time, Sheriff Brackett pulls up. Of Sheriff Hunt. Oh, shit. Oh, Sheriff Hunt. Yeah, he pulls up and tells Brackett. Where? Across the street from the Doyle house. Three kids. A lot going on here. Damn. That's that's some terrible fucking news to get. Yeah, that's quite the breaking news right there. (laughs) No, but that whole... That whole scene. This guy's like... 
this, this guy in like an 80s tracksuit with the collar up with this sil- silver silver mask. That was more 80s than anything in Three from Hell. <laughs> You're right. Silver mask with the yellow spiked out hair. What a, what a, what a mask. Yeah, what a yeah, look. yeah. Wearing a, no, he's got the Halloween like trick or treat bag. Yeah, yeah, a, it's a pumpkin bag. Yeah, it's awesome. But and it's, uh, he gets run down by the cop. So the cop would have killed him regardless. He wasn't paying attention. Yeah, but, but, but he p- may have not have been crossing the street like that if he wasn't being chased by a madman trying so he, to shoot him. So the cop would have just fucking hit into the paramedic? Well, I don't know if it would have been that sort of... An ex- explode? I don't think it would be that so, sort of um, fate for poor Mr. Tramer there. I think that was the stunt guy, right? Yeah. They have him play the cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I And Lori doesn't know that the love of her life is, is dead. Well, you gotta think about this too. For this, what I like about. And then the rest of the movie, they keep like showing the burnt corpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it keeps coming back to him. How fucked up it is. This is why I also why I hate that this this part two has been omitted. That if you look at it from the Laurie Strode perspective character, and one night she lost all her friends, her love interest, and most likely they don't say, but in the subtext, her parents. She lost every aspect of her life in one night. It, to this guy who ended up being her brother. And you forgot one thing. She lost Mike. Her mind. Yeah, yeah. And, she, <laughs> and, and when she's in the ambulance pulling away, when it's the same and starts playing, I think she mentally broke. So this movie... Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of... See, uh, that's why I, li- I like that aspect of Laurie's character, too. So uh, as, we, as we've been saying... It's crazy if you think about that. This movie mostly takes place in a hospital. Not many movies, right, take place in a hospital like this. And they use it very effectively. It is the most uh, sparsely populated hospital. But we do see that people use it because the little kid in the beginning goes in with a razor in his mouth. Mean-spirited. That was awesome, too. Here's another thing. When I when, when I first saw this as a, as a kid, like on, you know, like USA. Monsters HD? No, 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 no. Yeah, I saw it before then, unfortunately. No, fortunately, actually. No, when I saw this when I was a kid and just before seeing it on a Blu-ray, and no, excuse me, before seeing it on a DVD, I always thought it in that kid's mouth, but it was like an ice cube to me. I never knew it was a razor blade. You could tell it's a razor blade on this. I never knew it was a razor blade. I was really? thought it was an ice cube, yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm, well, I'm <laughs> saying. And that's what I, I always thought it was an ice cube. Okay, so the hospital setting. We have a bunch of nurses. We have two paramedics. We have Bud. We have Jimmy. Jimmy's the... Younger of the two, Bud is kind of the Axel creep type person, right? Him and the nurse. Which nurse is he with? Karen. Karen are uh, the two that get killed in... Well, Karen gets basically drowned in the hot tub, but also burnt alive, right? Like boiled. A horrible death. And Bud just gets strangled in the background, like in the steam room uh, control area. I love how they they shoot that because you, you would think like... Like how prolonged it is, meaning it's a static shot. They hey. stay on it that they would cut inside the room of him choking him, but they don't. Yeah, no, they just show it like it. as a uh-huh. as a shadow. Hey, Mike, <coughs> you all right? I'm okay. I'm alive. You know what? What? Amazing grace comes. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great song. Don't make me cry. 
I really, I really feel that I heard. I don't know if it was a commentary or a documentary on this movie. I hope that he made it up himself. It was improvised. Yes. No I way. I really, I really think it was. Oh no. I have to verify that. That's but I, so I really awesome. think it. If it is, it makes it even better. He's yeah. such like a creep. He's totally like Axel in, in Final Chapter. Yeah, they Axel Final Chapter rips hard on this scene for their opening scene. He says that Not like this scene, but the, the you know the the idea of the character of Bud they rip. So he says that and Jimmy like gives him a look. So you could tell Jimmy's like the complete opposite of this guy, but he keeps trying to go like hit on Laurie Strode despite the fact she just got out of surgery and had like a traumatic experience. Yeah, well Jimmy has more of a I think Jimmy has more of a heart about the situation. What's going on? Well, like yeah, well he says like I won't let anything happen around. to you. She try he tries to help her. Yeah, like like Bud don't give a shit. You don't care that this guy's running around. You don't care. No, well, he's like saying like, oh, he's not, you know, it's full. she's full of shit. The one girl that said that she saw her, right? The friend said, oh, well, she, she was, saw him walking behind the drive-in. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't escape till last night. Well, Bud, a fucking some, liar. Well, Bud really sums up his view of it when Jimmy starts saying like, you know, it could have been your little brother in there or mine. And then, you know, Bud just goes, what do you want me to do? <laughs> he's right he, he is right no he is do. right what the fuck's he gonna do? then we got virginia alves head nurse right kind of a bitch means well she's just like a tough she ain't bitch she, she runs just, a tight ship she's just a boss yeah she's the boss she's the boss she gets yeah. probably one of the worst deaths also but yeah it's quite the she was probably already dead death. though when he started draining her blood onto the floor he sets he gives her like an iv so I and mean, it just this, drains it. That's an awesome kill this, idea. This Michael Myers is very, very mid, very slashery. Now, wait, you think maybe she was just restrained to the thing and he just let her bleed out? I hope so. I hope he didn't strangle her to death first. That I like to a, think that she died from bleeding out, but I don't, I don't know. That's a like, crazy kill. That's realistic to do it that way. That's a crazy kill to, to think about. It's, Jesus. It's crazy to think about him setting it up. Yeah, that <laughs> that's almost as good as like in uh, Absurd when like the woman gets... Uh, <laughs> The nurse gets the drill put through. It's not as good as that. No? no. You know you know that kill? Y- yeah, but th- this this kill, where, where this difference is, I think this is just... Oh, I feel... I feel she would have to be, unfortunately, she'd have to be knocked out and then bled out. Like, yeah. Like, it, yeah. it could be that she was alive, which is which is unfortunate. What about um, Dr. Mixter's death? Oh, that... Oh, that... Oh, that... That, that drunk... <sighs> That it's lush. done off screen, right? Uh, who's that? Uh, Janet. Yes. Walks into the room. She's trying to ask for his help or whatever, and the chair turns around. And Mike, he's been stabbed with a needle, right? Right in the eye. Right in the fucking eye. And then Janet, in another iconic shot from this movie, where it lights up from behind, Michael lights up. This is the best shot of the film. You feel Michael the best com- shot of the film? Michael coming out of the- well. This is, I like this one, Michael coming out of the darkness and you only see like half of his mask at first. And uh, he, he like then proceeds to stab her in the side of the head with the hypodermic needle and inject her brain with air, which is pretty crazy. But I don't know if that would break your skull. I don't know if that would pierce it. I don't think it would. Unless he got you right in the, I don't know. But uh, I think another good uh, scene, like a, a really good thing is when they show him walking on the little CRT monitor. Mm-hmm. And like you see him walking down the hallway, he's like, uh, just like creepy looking. Yeah, I love those shots too. It's and then, creepy. and then him walking down the stairs when it's shot from below, and he's mm-hmm. all stiff and straight walking down. 
Yeah. Awesome. On the Blu-ray, you can see all the blood on the coveralls. It's cool. I, uh, I, I feel two of my favorite shots in the movie are my favorite shot in the movie is the Elrod house scene when it's a three perspective one. And I also like the shot when he kills the neighbor, the girl Alice. When he pops up, he has that crazy look on his face and you see the blood pop up. I like that shot. You do? Yeah, see, this, it's like fucking like... He just out of everything? Nuts. I like it. Maybe not out of every. You don't like when yeah. he pops up behind like the big propane tank? Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's lit by the red light caution light. I like I like this because it's just like you never really see like kind of like that manic wild look on his face before. And it's the first time you really get a real good 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 look at his face. Good 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 look at his face. So I like that kill. And the the red light kill you mentioned is good too. But I like this one. Plus I like the sound design, the knife when it goes into it. It's like. It, it's like it's cutting through like bone and all sort of cartilage and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's an interesting noise. Uh, another thing that I like about this film is the introduction. Like, they really try to nail home the idea of Sam Hain. Right, Mike? Yeah, you think, you think this is where Danzig got the name? It's possible. You think he got it from Halloween, too? Well, he was well-versed in the occult, though. He was, but... One uh, of our YouTube maybe, copyright maybe, maybe, strikes maybe. is from Sam Hain. Oh, uh. Maybe he put- uh, from Glenn Danzig. Sorry, I wish it was from Sam Hain. <laughs> maybe maybe this put him over the top. Uh, but um, here's like the first mention of it in this film. What's this? It's gibberish. No, it's a Celtic word. Sam Hain. It means the Lord of the Dead. <laughs> the end of summer. <laughs> the festival of Sam Hain. October 31st Halloween <laughs> I, like, I like who he's with If I'd be like The fuck is this guy I like out of everything From part two This is like what The the series like Latched on to Like uh-huh. the whole Thorn cult And all that stuff Like well, they had, they had, that's, that's what they really wanted to to expand upon. They had nowhere else to go. I like that scene though. He mysteriously finds like a picture of a family with a little girl in it, right? Stabs the girl. There's a huge knife in in the picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. They start. What's this? It's gibberish. That's the Elrod house knife. It is right. Yes, it is. That's the ham sandwich knife. You that's want little, mayonnaise? You want some mayonnaise on your sandwich? <laughs> it's uh, me and you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me in the bathroom. <laughs> So Aaron Rollers. So this was supposed to be the final Halloween film, right? I feel it should have been. Or was it just going to be the final of Michael like Myers. the Michael Myers things? Should have been the final Michael Myers story. Well, did they know that they were going to make a part three before this was yeah, made? They knew they, it was yeah, planned, but, but they knew they were going another they, way. They just said like, just write us an ending for this like arc, and then we're going to do you know take it from there. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Did you like uh, the fact that part three doesn't have him? I feel like when you were first watching these as a kid, like obviously confusing when you're a kid, but I I feel now. Well, also, we didn't have the uh, availability of information that we do now. As yeah, a kid, like, you're just wondering if you if you rented the right fucking movie. Yeah, as a kid, if you walk into if you've seen if you're if you're versed with one and two, you're gonna rent three. You're gonna think, yeah, it's Michael Myers, but it's not. really you would have to go to four. But it's not, yeah, and it's just. Well, also, I like the movie, but it should have just it, it shouldn't have been the Halloween movie. Well, what's all. also funny about this is like part. Well, uh, why couldn't he do an anthology series and not put it under the Halloween name? It could still be Halloween. 
But they had Halloween, Season of the Witch, right? But George Romero or, already had a horror film called Season of the Witch. And, so uh, call it whatever the fuck. Well, 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 call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. Just don't call it Halloween. That's, that's, that's not what it is. Well, either way. I I like I I would have rather had the the anthology because I really, you know, I could take or leave those other ones. Meaning the movies after part two. Well, like after part three, like four, five, six. I I'll mean seven. I, well, I, I omitted three because I meant Michael Myers movies. Um, let me think. I feel four is very overrated. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of four, five. I'm not a big fan of the six. I've grown to like out of. Those two more, which is funny, is I used to hate six. I, uh-huh. I think six, six I can tolerate. H two O is the shits. Uh huh. The ending is cool in H two O though when he cuts the head off. Like yeah. if the series even ended there, that'd be very acceptable. Okay. Resurrection is. Ugh. What year was Resurrection? Oh, two. Damn. Yeah. So. And then it was the Rob Zombie ones, which I like, but I, you know, stupid. you know, I'm a fanboy, so yeah, yeah, it's stupid. I like those. And then you have the new one. So if this series though would ended with this movie, it's the perfect ending because Loomis Loomis dies with him. He miraculously lived though. They both miraculously oh, lived. It's such bullshit, dude. They should have had him get blown into the river in this one. It, 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 and nursed back to health by a hermit. Uh, it, By Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Just flowing downstream. Yeah, just flowing downstream. Yeah, like the fucking uh, what is it? like Splash Mountain? You're going through. <laughs> yeah, it's, you go down a ride. Yeah, that's Br'er Michael. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's me splash splash going down the slide <laughs> to my Hermit's house. Here you go. Like, there's there's you. There's you. Yeah, sitting in the chair. Yeah, yeah, looking out the window, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Yeah, look, she's only feel. she's supposed to be like two years old there, right? Yeah, she's huge, <laughs> big ass two year old. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> as um, but you mean to tell me like, but see, that's where it's, see the way they kind of presented is stupid too. It's like, why would she have that suppressed memory now? Uh, well, first of all, like, she's what? she's told by Jimmy, right, that Michael Myers was the one that was after him. Yeah. Uh, after her, wait, I have I have that right here for you, Mike. Michael Myers. I like the soundboard kind of thing. Yeah, 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 I could see that. He was the guy that was after you. The little boy who killed his family. The Myers. And his house? sister. That little kid who killed his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your brother. But he's in a hospital somewhere. He escaped. Last Everybody time. like. There's like such misinformation on the whole thing, right? Uh huh. Television. Yeah, it's, it's like a game. It's like a game of telephone. I'm telling you, fake news. That shit is real. It's a real thing. Why me? And that's a good question too. Why me? And we get the answer later on when yeah. uh, what's her name, Marion Chambers, mm-hmm. uh, comes by to to scoop up Loomis with a sh- with a marshal to take him back. Right? No. They're off the case. Another great conversation. The governor sent that down. That was an order from the governor. And uh, Loomis hears that they took her to Haddonfield Memorial 
and he pulls his gun out and fucking puts it up to the uh, cop's head, tells him to turn around, right? Yeah, see, that's what I mean. Like, what do you call this? This, 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 was, this was Bruin. This was Bruin from the beginning of the movie here, but really. Warning shot shoots yeah. out the window. What do, you, what, do you, what do you guys call this? A warning shot, right? Yeah, shoots this, out the window. This is like really the apex of the just in, insanity of this character. This is it. Well, he, he knows what's going on, and that he finally like connected the dots. And he goes to Haddonfield Memorial <laughs> yeah, to go confront does. Michael. Yeah. And Lori's conveniently outside, right? <laughs> when they arrive, she conveniently survives. Bud passes out in a car. Hopefully Jimmy. he's dead. Oh, sorry, Jimmy. I keep he getting them. Him. Yeah, yeah. He Bud's dead. Him. Bud's strangled yeah. to death. Um, but they eventually link up, right? Mm-hmm. I should have never left you. That's, yeah, he's all over her at that point. But... That's some scene when Michael just walks through the door like he fucking like an old person with a jazzy, just going through like the Walmart door. No, you know? it's like you didn't see. You didn't Look see, at his ass. You didn't Look see, at his ass. You see that? Yeah, yeah. Bud's got a Bud's showing off that nice ass. Damn. It has. Yeah, but no. When he walks through this, it's like if somebody walked through a screen door. You haven't seen it. It's like you see videos of dogs doing it. They yeah. just run right through the screen door, right? Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> Unstoppable force of nature. So Don't I actually kind of like that scene because like when he comes in, like Loomis finally like unloads into him and um, the cop finally, I guess, uh, sees that. Wow. Loomis was right. Look, this guy's here. But, but he, I mean, it takes such extreme, it takes such extreme, mem- takes such extreme measures for people to actually listen to him. Like, yo, why can't you Why can't you just take him for his word? And you know what? They still don't listen to him because he keeps telling the cop to get the fuck away from him. And the cop leans over and we get this gem. Get away from him. <laughs> but he stopped breathing. No. But he stopped breathing. <laughs> Cuts his throat. Oh. <laughs> hey, but see, that's what I mean about this. This The shape character is very cerebral because obviously, you know, he's listening to everything being said. He's like, yo, get away from him. You know, obviously, if he's still breathing. Well, he let the girl, he let Marion Chambers go through. And then he's like, you know what? Just now I'm going to act like I'm not breathing. Even even when he fucks with the girl Karen in the hot tub scene when he's got his disgusting hand all over her. It's so dirty. Yeah. Looks like like the Jason from part three hand. Yeah, this disgusting hand that's been, you know, ripping up tombstones. Wait, wait. Killing people and she's all sucking on his hand. Wait, let me me finish. Hold (laughs) on. So, you know why Jason's wearing gloves in part six? He takes them from Tommy. Yeah, you know why? No, why? Because his hand was cut apart in part three. Uh, part, part four. four. Oh, it was yeah, split yeah, in half, remember? Right. Uh-huh. Holy yeah, yeah. shit, dude. Well, Did yeah. you ever think of that? No, I never thought of that. I always liked his yellow his yellow mittens, though. Yeah, he had, to keep, he had to keep his hands together. Yeah. But please, let me let you finish, Mike. No, so no, that was really the only point that it was just... Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. That, that hand. really bothered you, just the disgusting hand. Well, just just the hygiene factor of his gross hand, especially the aspect of ripping up the tombstone. And he touched that ham sandwich. That's true too. Yeah, got his blood all over that ham. He ruined that whole pound of ham. So now waste, we get the uh, the grand finale of this film, right? The final confrontation. Lumen, t- uh, Lumen, Loomis takes Laurie into this room, right? It's like a surgery room. And uh, they lock the door. Michael breaks in like it's the Thriller music video. And How strong is this guy breaking through that door? Supernatural, man. This is where they started. Like an oak door. And uh, he breaks through the door and Loomis gets stabbed because his gun, I guess, is out of ammo. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he doesn't realize that. 
but then Laurie shoots him in the eyes twice, and that's where we get the uh, famous Michael Myers with the blood tears, which is a really cool visual. Yeah, it is. Him, like, putting his hands up to his eyes. Now, that if that doesn't kill you, what does? So it's supernatural. Well, I, I feel that Loomis with the gun, he, he has a lot on his mind. He must have forgot about, <laughs> that, about that. But, no, he takes that scaffold right to the gut. S- scalpel. Scalpel, excuse you me. You did that last uh, week, didn't I, you? I, I said I can't say something. Oh, wait, words. that was something. That was something else, probably. Yeah, yeah. I can't, there's, a, there's a lot of words I can't say. <laughs> but yeah, he takes that to the gut, and off to the races we go. He recovers slightly and starts opening the valves on the uh, ether and the oxygen tanks in the surgery room, which is a really good idea. And that kind of distracts Michael. It kind of pulls him away for, from where Lori is in the corner. And she does the same thing on her side, and they keep going back and forth. And then... Uh, I love we, the sound design when he's swinging it. Like, yeah, like a samurai <laughs> film. I love the sound design for the next part, where uh, Lori gets to escape the room, and Loomis gives us our... Uh, Famous line. <laughs> and this incredible explosion. <laughs> That's some explosion, Mike. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, he, and Loomis only had the luxury of pulling off this plan because when he was explaining a story to Hunt and they were conversing with each other, Hunt handed him the lighter. Yeah, so that's, Hunt's, that's true. Hunt's, that's Hunt's lighter. There you go. Which is very, very fun. So if you have Hunt's lighter, he may have not been able to pull off that little caper he pulled off. Loomis kind of did what the fuck he wanted in this one. Oh, Loomis right? Was... He ran this operation. Well, he was running it, but I mean, like I said, he mentally just he was over the edge. That was it. When uh, Imagine when Loomis uh, is being told about, uh, you know, like Sheriff Brackett's like, why did you do this? When he just looks at him and gives him the fucking Henry. Fuck the bears. <laughs> well, it's like how. Well, it's like how would you feel in that scenario? It's basically you're in a scenario. Well, you're in a scenario where you keep on telling everybody what's going on. Everybody's not believing you, and then when you say what happens, they blame you. Yeah, yeah, you're to blame. Like how's and that? Then work? you got blown up. Yeah, then fuck you, me, right? Then you sacrificed yourself. Fuck yeah. me. Fuck the bears. Yeah, <laughs> then you sacrificed yourself. Okay, so Mike, now that we uh, went over pretty much everything in this film, right? All the big parts, would you say? Anything that we left out? No, I feel we really touched all bases, but you, you did hit on a point, which I, I I rarely do always forget that, that you really did start getting like the, the cult shit from this movie. Yeah, the Samhain reference. Yeah, I always forget about that, but so, they, they plant they plant that seed. And actually, I heard this, they, they, go, they go more into that in the novelization of this movie. I would like to read that. Yeah, I read I that Funhouse one, now I kind of want to read this one. Yeah, I would like to read it too. So, Mike, let me get your final... Uh, I, you know, your final words on this film and your rating. Oh, to me, it's one of my, um, it's one of my favorite slasher movies. It's probably my favorite of this series. I easily give it a five out of five. Easy. Uh, I agree with you. This is my favorite out of the series. I think this is a really awesome slasher film. It's not over the top. It's not crazy gory. There's some good parts into it. There's a little bit of blood. I like when they're uh, doing like the shots of Lori getting like blood drawn and all that stuff. And it's like, just something about this movie for me. It's very mean spirited. Something about it. It's dark. It's like a dark movie. Yes. Yeah, not about and it. I'm not talking about like the the visual, you know, 
the, oh, the VHS is dark brightness yeah. of it. I'm yeah. saying like the movie is oh, a the dark. Tone. Yeah, the yeah, tone is tone. very dark in this. I give it a five out of five. Also, this is awesome. This should be in your Halloween spooky month regimen, right? Yeah, spooky boy, spooky month, <laughs> spooky watch. So, Mike, can you hand me that box over there? Because I sure as hell can't read the Japanese one that I have up on the shelf. <laughs> Fun if you try it. Huh? All right, so now it's time for me to attempt to read the back of this box, and it's a pretty fucking long one because it's MCA. (laughs) (laughs) John Carpenter's Halloween scared the living daylights out of 25 million people and set a precedent in smashing box office records for a horror film. And now, prepare yourself to go one step further as the nightmare continues in Halloween 2. Picking up precisely where its predecessor left off, Halloween 2 follows the same ill-fated characters as they encounter the knife-wielding terror they left for dead in the first Halloween. But this time, they discover the motive behind his savage actions. Written and produced by the original creators of Halloween, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, Halloween 2 brings back Jamie Lee Curtis as the hapless victim, as well as Donald Pleasance, who reprises his role as Dr. Loomis, hot on the trail of the crazed psychopath, Halloween 2, and just when you thought it was safe to go trick-or-treating again. What do you think? You like that voice change? Wow, yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, you you went into one of those guys like when they start reading the rules really fast of a contest. I could but, do, but I could like, do radio if I really tried. Yeah, yeah. but it's like no purchase necessary. No purchase necessary. No price for the. Yeah, yeah, that type of shit. That's zero money down. Zero money down. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good back of the box. Yeah, you you did a good job reading it too. Yeah, this this box is fucking awesome, especially with that little stereo stripe on there. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Halloween 2, the nightmare isn't over. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's what right. I, that's what happened when I was born. They said that to my fucking parents. Well, the, the nightmare, nightmare isn't, isn't over. over. Did you come out looking like that pumpkin? I came out looking like fucking Michael Myers, dude. <laughs> so, um the one in part 4, I hope. We we had <laughs> kind of a Halloween miracle, Mike. We do. Um it's it's quite it's quite something. We actually have somebody back, <laughs> cleaned up his act, and oh, gee, just a little a little fall. We but as with anybody else, what happens when you fall? You get back up. Yeah. So you get back up, Mike. Let's fucking spin the wheel. Yeah. You see, the deal is, man, you gotta step up and spin that wheel. Once you spin it. Where it stops, that's what you and I are going to do. And what happens? Well, we both go in the ring. One man comes out. The other? (laughs) Well, no. So, Mike, we are back. We have the wheel. We are loaded. We do have October movies in this, so it is still related to the holiday. It is. We do have a few Halloween titles, hopefully for me. We hit on one of them. This will be our Halloween extravaganza, our second annual. I don't know if we called it that the first time. But uh, let's spin this wheel, Mike, and see what we get. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, we got Trick or Treat from 1986. 
a metal Halloween movie, Mike. Yeah, Gene. I love this movie. Do you like I'm Sammy Kerr, right? Yeah, I'm a fan. What what was this uh, supposed to be Blackie Lawless, right? It's supposed to be, yeah. And he was going to do the music? Mm-hmm. But, uh, fell through, unfortunately. Fell through. Fell through. Unfortunately, so, if that existed, it'd probably be one of my greatest movies. So let me hit the trailer ever. and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. Wake up, sleepyhead. It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. I've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing a record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up! You're the big. The big is you. This message is meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? Done to your stereo. I wanted a new one. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. Like we better check out the party punch. All right, Mike, how familiar are you with this film? Pretty familiar. I, I, I was just thinking, listening to that. Imagine, imagine that that is like a wasp song. Love machine playing. Yeah. Tormentor playing. <laughs> yeah, he's so much better. <laughs> um. This this one actually I have a funny uh, story of how I well not really a story but I was given this movie on DVD by my parents for like Easter one year Easter like in an Easter basket one year <laughs> like when I was okay. a, like a really little kid not really little but like yeah I was young I probably I had to watch it on like my PlayStation you know what I mean uh-huh. but uh, I saw this movie when I was a kid so I've 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 liked this for a pretty long time very metal. Yeah. I like the idea of it. The kills are cool, right? Like the There's good kills. I like the metal vibe. This is a fun movie. I like the main character, Ragman, right? Now this movie feels like you know, the late eighties. Yeah, yeah, unlike Three from Hell. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna probably do a commentary on that. Yeah. There's a lot there's things to discuss on that. Speaking of commentaries, we're also gonna release a commentary on Halloween twenty eighteen this week. So you yes. can hear the difference in tone between the two movies. Yes, you can. You can. De- you, you decide which you is the better decide. movie. You decide. Choose your destiny. We would also like you to rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Leave us a review. We don't, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you think. Uh, go on our Instagram. Let us know. You know, comment, suggest the movie. We we might do it. If I have it on tape, we'll do it. 
Because remember, that is the name of the game here, right, Mike? Yes, it is. You yeah, have you, to you, suffer watching through these things in standard definition huh. on a uh, box screen, right? You gotta, you you gotta leave a rating on i iTunes. We do this for you. We do this for free. We don't make. I lose money every week. Hook that up. Mike doesn't even give me money for hosting for this listen, stuff. Just, I pay for this. Listen, just, just <laughs> give just give a review. Uh, leave a rating, five star. You just gotta open. Like, it takes like less than a second. Just, you know. literally less than a second. Uh, Mike, yeah, hey, you're already listening to the episode. You might as well rate. Uh, Mike, what can they? Uh, where can what what can they do to find you? Where can they find you? The Slender Man over here. Yeah, I, I wish. The Slender Mike. I wish, yeah, Slender Mike. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at M-G-I-G-L-I-0. That's M-G-I-G-L-I-0. What trash did you put up today? There was some stupid song that you put up that I was laughing like, Jesus Christ. I, I forgot. What, what song? Let me, let me pull that up right now. Finish. Hold on. Uh, let's I'll go to. Up. I'll pull, pull it up. Let's go to. I don't trust you, man. You may change it on me. I'm not gonna change. <laughs> Sepultura. The- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sepultura. I can't take it, dude. Biotech is Godzilla. Yeah, Jello Biafra wrote that. Before, I can't so do that. that one, man. You fit, don't. You don't like Sepultura. Fit for an autopsy. Listen to our boy Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to that. <laughs> listen to the new song. Check that out. Uh, and Limp Bizkit, because you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. I enjoy the guitar work. It's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, real interesting. It is. You can wear a kimono and put wear black fucking. Well, uh, not, well, maybe not most G outfits, but I feel the guitar stupid. playing is interesting. Oh, stupid. Interesting. Just like you love for Rob Zombie's oh, fucking movies. <laughs> stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that 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 representation of 1988 though. There's a lot of so like what. It's a lot of problems. What song? Uh, what song? What movie did the sound clips from Creature of the Wheel come from? Oh fuck! I'm like drawing a blank on that. Uh, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> the Omega Man, Charlton Heston, Creature of the Wheel, Lord of the Infernal Engines. You ever see that? I don't think I've seen the Omega Man. True. I guess if it wasn't on Monsters HD. No. <laughs> I, I've seen Planet of the Apes. So we're, that was on Monsters HD though. <laughs> We're getting closer <laughs> to Halloween. Uh, next week, you'll hear our Halloween extravaganza, and then we start getting into the cold weather months, right? Yeah. Maybe get into some Jack Frost. Maybe. Maybe, maybe some Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think, uh, I think maybe some... Uh, we might hook up with a friend, my friend Adam, from Buffalo, Kane Enabler, and we might do a, a double feature, Mike. We're going to do Video Violence 1 and 2. He owns part one. I own part two. Wow, you know, you're gonna com- combination combine this one and two. You're gonna you're gonna sit through both of them. Wow, that should be fun. Yeah, we, we <laughs> maybe we'll do that in the living room. Yeah, maybe we get time. <laughs> we'll entertain the other house guests with those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, we, Mike, mean alienate yourself further. Mike, do you uh, have anything else to say? Uh, what do you have to say for your fucking self? I got, I, I got nothing to say for myself. All right. So we'll see you next week with Trick or Treat. Uh, we hope you watch it. It's actually a good one. See ya. Bye. Yeah.